I want to inspire people to try to like hustle, to do more, rise up, and like be better today than they were yesterday. It stops and it turns straight to me. It starts running. So I stand up and hey, hey, bear. And at this point, he's about 20 yards, 25 yards away. Do that every night for freaking two months before you come on that hunt. And at the end of that two months, you'd be surprised how long you can hold solid on that dot. The mountain looks super scary and hard to climb when you're at the bottom looking at the top, but it's not so bad if you pick a rock and then you go to that rock and you pick another rock and you go to that rock and you just walk your way up. This is Caleb Stillians and this is the Wild Initiative. Put down your latte and pull on your boots. You and I and everybody listening to this owns 640 million acres. I think he killed more deer drinking his coffee, smoking a cigarette in the pickup truck than I did spending all that time freezing my butt off. Something that I would hope is that people realize that those are wild animals and they have savage natures. I look forward to packing animals out. I look forward to that pain of success. Doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter where you live. I've said it before and you know what, I'll say it again louder for the people in the back. Your present circumstance should not limit your passions. This is Jay Scott of the Jay Scott Outdoors podcast. Hey, this is Ryan Callahan. Hi, this is Jules McQueen. Hey everybody, Jason Carter here with Epic Outdoors. Hey guys, this is Tim Burnett with Solo Hunter. You're listening to The Wild Initiative. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Wild Initiative brought to you as part of the Waypoint Podcast Network. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way, with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. All right, y'all. So hopping right in today's episode, uh, came down to Vegas for a shot show and, you know, SEI happens to be going on at the same time um, and kind of through a long coincidence of the running into people uh you know i we i ended up at uh vegas forge uh, uh doing a little bit of forging i got a chance to meet uh caleb stillians 
Um, Caleb, thanks so much for uh, hopping on and joining me. No, thank you for having me. I'm kind of excited for this. I wasn't expecting it, so I'm ready to go. Hell yeah, man! It's you know we're we're hanging out in the uh, in the hotel bar right now, so y'all probably hear a little bit of casino action, a little bit of a little bit of TV, the occasional soundtrack going on, mm-hmm. um, and maybe the occasional ordering of an extra drink. So, Heck yeah, <laughs> um, definitely. But man, so uh, I'd love it if you could just kind of give a little bit of an introduction about yourself, um, you know who you are, but more importantly, what. Got, how did you get started into hunting? Like, what developed your passion for hunting? Okay, so it, I can't even say where it came from because no, no one in my immediate family hunts, like, at all. I never grew up going out with anybody. But my dad had this gun rack in his room, and all he had on it was, like, this little air rifle that didn't even walk. <laughs> well, I talked to my mom and dad into buying me one of those little toy bone arrows, the ones with the blue suction cups on it. <laughs> and I remember at age freaking three, four years old, I would go running down downstairs because the, the room was in the basement, jump, do a somersault on the waterbed, and flip up and go, kapam, 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 at this little gun rack that had a picture of this buck. It was a uh, five by five. And I remember just doing that over and over and over. But I, I never started hunting into it. This was up in Alaska when this was happening. So then, you're originally from Alaska then? Kind of. So it's, it's a complicated. It's a, so zero to two, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Two to age eight, Alaska, Glen Allen. That's a tiny little town. And then from eight to like 18, Secoxie, Missouri. It's a small little town by Joplin. And then from there, I went. That's kind of where the whole Alaska story started from there. So I, I go out. I, I shot competitive archery when I was a kid at, in the NASP, NASP program. In, yeah. And uh, I was fortunate and I did really well. I won state both years. I uh, did really well at nationals and then went to the world tournament. And then uh, me and another kid tied for, for force. We shot a 299 out of 300. We had a shoot off, tied again, shoot off, tied again. Third was a sudden arrow shoot off, and we shot. And he had me by like an eighth of an inch, and it it ate me up inside until the following day when they did the reloads uh, ceremony. And it turned out his uh, his grandma just passed away like four days before that. And it was like, go to the memorial or go shoot. And uh, so that so he came and shot and beat me. So it made it a little bit easier to swallow. It's that a, yeah, it's a little bit easier to accept that. Dude. Like give give the guy some grace because his grandma just died. It Damn. is. So like I'm happy that that he beat me. But uh, anyways, how that launched me into how that got me into hunting is I went to college uh, to a college out in Tennessee. Um, the assistant archery coach had a, had a. Um, daughter that moved to Alaska and married an outfitter and that kind of opened the whole door to go walk for free for a year to get my guide's license and then the rest is history. So you are a guide up in Alaska then? Yes sir. And so what does that that consist of? Because I know Alaska's got as far as like if I wanted to go up and hunt Alaska Uh you know if I wanted to go have a brown bear hunt whatever that was I know for a fact I need I need a guide. Yep. So what all what else does does guiding up there consist of? So, uh, so say you wanted you wanted to go hunt a brown bear, you could call me up and I could give a recommendation on who I would 
what outfit I would recommend to go with. From there, you could request the outfit or have me as a guide. And, and uh, then that's when the whole process starts. You're going to have to do a contract of said outfit. Or you're going to have to go through all the legal paperwork. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you have your hunt date. And then you show up to whatever the designated location is at said time. And then that's when your hunt begins. They'll move you out to the field. Uh, most of what I do is heavily with aviation. So you get moved around. And most of the planes we use are super cubs um or cessna 185 but what usually drops you off to your hunting spot is a, a super cub on uh, tundra tiles okay so i mean and now there's a, there's a there's regulations in alaska as far as like you, I, if i remember correctly from from the amount of meat eater i've watched uh-huh. you're not allowed to hunt the same day you fly no. is that correct no not at all except for sick of blacktail um, so that's one that they waive for whatever reason. Not sure why. I haven't really read into that. But everything else, you cannot fly and hunt the same day. You have to wait to the follow physical day at like 3 a.m. Because okay. why at 3 a.m. is because uh, in the summertime, like August up north, it's only dusk for like a couple hours. So they put that rule in place. So if you fly in at 11.55, park your plane, you can't shoot a sheep at 12.01. You have to mm-hmm. wait till I believe it's 3 a.m fact check me on that but that's always what i it's 3 a.m to 2 a.m in that ballpark okay yeah i mean i guess that makes that makes a lot of sense you know they're and they're trying to avoid people effectively scouting with their planes and just flying in landing plugging something and then taking off again right yep yep they're trying to keep the sport and the ethic in with it as much as yeah no for sure so what uh do you guide for just about everything up there or is there some um, specific you prefer a good amount. So I, I really don't guide for muskox, and I don't specifically guide for wolf. Um, I've done a lot of guiding for moose. I've done a lot of guiding for brown bear, doll sheep, mountain goat, black bear, grizzly. Um, and if you see a wolf, then you shoot it. That's just uh, that's just how you hunt a wolf. It's like you never know when they're going to come through. They just kind of yeah. Just you just happen to see one while you're while you're glassing for a brown bear or for a moose or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, but they're cruising through. So that's that's mainly what I guide for. Um, my favorite, I really like the doll sheep. And on the same token, I really like the brown bear. Um, I like the doll sheep as the as the hunt, as a package, because it's, mm-hmm. it's fun from start to finish. Brown bear, it can be really slow at times for days and days at a time. But the, the stalk and then the harvest of the animal is uh, like your heart is bumping through your chest. I can't imagine there. You know, I think we were talking about it earlier. I had a guest on uh, Tana Grenda, mm-hmm. and she has like just the most harrowing black bear story. And I like, I need to send it to you. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I don't imagine there's a lot of things that are more heart racing, more butt puckering uh-huh. than that moment. Like, but when you're you're about to take a shot on that black bear, it, have you have you guided uh, mostly just rifle, or have you guided some archery hunters um, on black bear a, as well? There's a mix. Or the brown bear, I should say. Yeah, there's a mix, but mainly rifle. You have some guys come up with bow. Um, but the majority of it's rifle, so it's mm-hmm. kind of all in between. Now, I've had a lot of, like, close encounters with bears um, with both rifle and bow, so it's just kind of yeah. typically you're going to get in close no matter what. See, I love this because anybody that's been listening to the podcast for any amount of time knows that mm-hmm. my dream hunt, like my bucket list hunt that I want to do, I mean, I, I want to do an Alaskan brown bear hunt regardless, rifle mm-hmm. or, or bow, but, like, 
Harvesting a brown bear with my bow. Mm-hmm. That that to me is like the epitome of being man. Like, <laughs> like that's like some caveman back to your ancestors shit right there. I mean, admittedly, like I'm not gonna go take a trad bow out there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like if I use it, it's gonna be a compound bow with a gnarly broadhead. Uh-huh. But uh, but still, like, because that was for me one of the first things uh, when I first started getting interested in hunting. I was looking at the regs. Because I think my brother had invited me out dove hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something he did every year, and uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna looking at the regs, thinking about going out with him, and I was just reading through, and I, and I was like, archery bear season, mm-hmm. like, and you know, this was California at the time, and so they're talking, you know, brown bear or black bears, uh-huh. and at the time I also didn't really realize the black bears were about the size of a large Labrador, <laughs> like depending, you can well, get, yeah, you some, can get some black hefty bears. ones for sure, but yeah. Um, I just remember thinking, like, seeing those regs and thinking to myself, like, holy shit, man. Like, that's that's about as cool as it gets. Mm-hmm. Like, that's about as, like, man, as, as it happens, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, when you shoot one, um, a brown bear, a little grizzly, it's, a, it's a, like a gut-wrenching moment because typically, not always, but typically, when that arrow or bullet impacts the animal, it will spin around and let out a guttural growl, like super loud though, and it'll spin and it'll bite to what just impacted it, where it went into. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're close with the bow and that happens, you like, as a guide, you with your, your gun ready if it comes after you for whatever reason it puts two and two together and sees where you are at and it comes to charge you ready to just like dump it where it stands or as it's running not where yeah. it stands it's come they run so freaking fast so you're just right there and you're like because you don't want to shoot it if you don't have to because then it's gonna if it's like a big bear then it takes it out of Pope and Young so it's uh, like okay. you try not to shoot it try not to shoot it but if it does come at you it's like a, a, out of Pope and Young or dead I'm gonna pick out of Pope and Young any day of the week so so do you normally uh, like when you're guiding for a brown bear is you know you've got the outfitters out there do they send guys with that or is it just typically you and the hunter or uh, just me and the hunter typically um since i started the hunting show that's had the, the whole new dynamic of having a cameraman with it mm-hmm. but uh it's it's you you the guy that's responsible for everything once you get out in the field it's like the pilot drops you and the client off it's on you um the client could have no idea or it could be really handy but regardless it's on you to make sure everything yeah. goes smoothly and no one gets hurt. so that's a that's what the funny thing is like that's your primary job as a guide is like i gotta make sure everyone a glorified babysitter's car is like everyone is okay at the end of this hunt mm-hmm. no one needs to get hurt no one needs to die that's my number one objective secondary is let's find the biggest animal the most mature animal out here and let's kill it mm-hmm. so. so you mentioned a tv show yeah yeah, so it's uh, right now it's on YouTube. We're working on getting it on on Waypoint though, so that's ironic that you said you're at the oh, Waypoint yeah. Network. Well, it, I may have to call up the guys and and make sure to connect you if you need any help. Oh, um, but uh, so tell me, tell me a little about a bit about the TV show then. Yeah, so what was going on is that uh, I've, I've been doing this for about five years now, roughly, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. Um, I need to share this with other people. Um, I want to inspire people to try to, like, hustle, to do more, rise up, rise up's the name of it, and, like, be better today than they were yesterday. 
So I started to try to do the whole self-filming thing for a while, but whenever the coolest stuff was happening, my hand was either on my gun or driving the boat or trying to, like, make, like, oh, crap, I'm holding on to this whole shit handle on the Super Cub. Hopefully we don't die in wreck type of a deal. So you're, like, <laughs> you're like in the zone. You're not thinking about, like, okay, I'm going to yeah. film this. <laughs> this so, is a great time to turn on my GoPro. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's click this while this bear is trying to like, yeah. get at me. It's like, no... It's I actually funny story. I'll circle back to it. I did. Uh, I had a bear charge me and tried to get me, and I was able to get some of it on phone, like my phone. Why <laughs> this is happening? Um, but I'll circle back to that. So I decided that the hire a cameraman and I uh, start to film some of these hunts so I could start to share them with people. And it's uh, we've been very fortunate and it's grown fast. So that's been a been a lot of fun. It's been a roller coaster, um, but it's been a good one. Nice man. So uh, how many? I guess episodes do you have released? Do you know? Yeah, so we have six out. The next season's gonna uh, kick off the twenty seventh of this month of January. So I think we're gonna have like six to eight, depending on how all the edits end up lining up on okay, um, the nice. second season. So. And are they? Is it pretty much uh, each episode's like an individual hunt, or is it? Yes. Yeah, so the uh, each episode's an individual hunt. Um, Depending on what happens with Wavepoint, how we decide to structure it right now, it's like, okay, we can... Because the episodes are... The first episode of season two is going to be like 50 minutes. Um, some of them are 30 minutes and some of them are down to 15. So however we decide to structure that, um, there could be some two portals, especially with that 50-minute long one. Because I think uh, Waypoint's wanting it to be around 22 minutes due to like timing and commercials and yeah, stuff Yeah, that like makes that. a lot of sense. So, but uh, no, there's... there's the first one's a grizzly bear, um, grizzly bear, no, grizzly bear, black bear, grizzly bear, um, moose, moose, sickle black tail for season, for season one. Nice. So. so do you have, do you have like a favorite to guide? Like, is there a certain animal that's like, like, I love, I love guiding for, um, it's, it's, it's the doll sheep and it's the brown bear. Oh, yeah, I think you yeah. already told me the doll yeah, sheep. Yeah, yeah. it's like because the doll sheep is so majestic and it's a tough hunt. So it's like you got to stay mentally squared away. It's like, okay, I got to because you got to figure out the client. So like you're looking at this guy and he's not in the same shape as you. A, you got to realize that. B, you have to realize that it's his hunt, not your hunt. So you got to make sure that he's having a good time. He's enjoying the experience. You're not pushing him too hard or you're not letting him slack too much because then he won't get anything. So it's mm-hmm. like this dynamic. And if you're going up a mountain and it really, really sucks, you have to figure that because it sucks from the beginning. Like you have to know, okay, here's now let's go up. And like if the guy's not in shape, it's going to really start to burn. The lactic acid come in super quick. And it, I got to decide really quick, do I need to be a cheerleader or do I need the guy to be the coach that cusses him out? So it's like, because some guys, if I, you know, I'm the coach and i like, hey, quit being a blank, 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 he's going to shut down and that's going to end the hunt. Well, there's some guys where it's like, if I say blank, 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 it's going to click in and they're going to get mad, but not mad at mm-hmm. me, mad that they like, hey, yeah, he's right. Let's not be a sis. Let's keep going. And if I... Some guys, the guys that gets mad and shuts off, well, then I got to turn into, like, the pom-pom cheerleader. Yeah. That's what I call you it. Can you it. Got this, Woo, you got yeah. this. Woo, <laughs> so it's So it's, it's real fun. So that's why I like that in the mountain go. 
Um, the mountain goat is comes in second behind the, the doll sheep because the doll sheep is just so majestic when you're looking at it through its spot and scope and it lifts its head and it's got this full core, big bases. Um, well, about, like a big billy is from 9 to 10 inches. Mm-hmm. And if you get a, above 10, you're talking about a monster. Well, a ram, you look... Different story. You got a lot yeah. more mass. <laughs> I was gonna say there's there's definitely like a, a big distinction when it comes to a, like a big ram, um, and that's that's I. The rams are always one of those things that I always I always thought was weird because uh, I'm assuming it's probably the same Alaska as as it is other places. You have to have a certain amount of curl for it to be a legal ram, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I always thought, oh, I always an age thought limit. yeah, I always thought that was kind of interesting because it's. To a certain extent, like, unless it's really, really obvious, like, mm-hmm. it's almost kind of a guessing game. Like, yeah, I'm sure, you know, you, you would be a lot better at it than I would, for mm-hmm. example, but, like, it's almost like a guessing game with Rams, isn't well, it? You can't guess. Don't guess, because guessing is going to get you in trouble and could get your guide's license taken away. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so there's two ways. A, it's full call to be legal, or B, it's eight years old. So you got to be able to count eight age rings around the horn for it to be legal. Um, if you are having to guess or say, well, maybe it is, maybe it is, or isn't, don't shoot that sheep. Do not shoot that sheep. Whether you're a resident in Alaska self-guiding or if there's a, uh, an inexperienced guide guiding you on a sheep hunt, if he's like, well, it might be seven or it might be eight, just don't shoot the sheep. Because at that point, it's like it's better to go home with nothing than mm-hmm. shoot an illegal lamb. Get that taken away anyways and then have a crap ton of paperwork to do because you did something illegal. Yeah. So it's either it's, it's either it's for sure illegal or let's not shoot it. So. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So, oh, I was going to, I was going to, are you familiar with Greg McHale? I'm not, no. Okay, he's another, another Alaska guy. You're from Alaska, don't you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so small, everyone knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a big sheep guy, and um, we, we've talked a lot about that, but, so, say, uh, if somebody was coming out for a, a doll sheep hunt, for example, or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is in Alaska, what what are maybe some things you wish more people knew or were more prepared for? Like as a guide, what are some of the things you see that people just aren't ready for? Yep, uh, strengthen their ankles. So there can be a guy that's in phenomenal shape, and there can be a guy that's not in so good shape. But most of the time, the common denominator is that they don't have strong ankles um, side to side wise. It's easy to strengthen them um, like parallel, like if, as in a running Front motion. Back, kind of a, yeah. Yep, but on, on side to side, when you're in the mountains, unless if you're like out in the backcountry side healing, even if you're doing some trail running, 
you really don't get the same effect as, okay, I'm in a pair of mountain boots, and I'm going to use the edge of that boot as a knife to cut into the side of the mountain, and I'm going to cruise just like the sheep does to get to the sheep. Um, so doing, like, balance ball exercises, getting on, like, the, I don't know what they call it, but it's, like, that half ball. It's got the hard plastic side. Yeah, and the, the bozu ball, I think, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. So getting on something like that, and, again, assault with your doctor before doing this. Um, but try to get that side-to-side ankle strengthened up. You really got to build that up because if you don't, that I've seen a lot of guys, like, walk like this, like this floppy ankles and that's just asking for an injury so just like really get that strengthened up get on that ball do toe raises whatever you got to do okay uh anything anything else that you think guys should uh like a guy that's coming out he's going to do his first alaska hunt uh that he should prepare for or keep in mind um practice shooting in more positions other than on a on a rest you have a lot of several guys will come out i can shoot a thousand yards like Okay, yeah. Well, A, we're not going to let you shoot a 1,000 yards. B, I'm not buying it because you're probably shooting off a lead sled. Um, be able to handle your rifle um, in different positions. So, like, from the prone, obviously, that's what everyone's goal is, off the pack pack. But be able to shoot sitting up if need be. Uh, be able to shoot standing. Most... I don't see a situation on taking a standing shot on a doll sheep, but on a moose, there's a lot of times when you got to take a standing shot. So, and sometimes, like very rarely, but sometimes it's like that's the ball. Shoot them. You don't have two minutes to fidget with your shooting sticks to get them perfect. It's mm-hmm. like practice drawing up. A, a tip I like to give people is put a dot on your wall. Pick pick a dot on your wall. Pick a picture frame, and freehand pull your rifle up. Make sure it's unloaded. Nothing in the tube. Maybe even take your bolt out if you like, if you're worried about it. Hold up. Let you go out and put those crosshairs on whatever that dot is, and start out with the big dot. And as that crosshair starts to shift off that dot, let down. Breathe. Take a minute break, however long before you get back. You know your muscles have recovered. Bring it back up. Hold it on the dot. As soon as it starts shifting off that dot, let down. And do that every night for freaking two months before you come on that hunt and at the end of that two months you'd be surprised how long you can hold solid on that dot and how like, in the middle and you can even shrink that dot or whatever you're aiming at down smaller and smaller and smaller and you're going to be able to tack drive at 100 yards if you do that every night nice so uh we almost forgot to loop back around to that bear story okay yeah yeah so uh i'm bear hunting this is this spring this past spring 2021 spring um, I'm cruising down, and you know how when you get in the mountains, how like just there's those humps. Well, just on the other side of that hump, it could be freaking four or five hundred yards, but you can't really see what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm cruising through. I'm gonna go check this peak and look off of it and see if it's worth hiking all the way over there. So the the client's a few hundred yards back behind me. I'm cruising down, and then I hear a rock tumble. I'm like, oh crap! I pull up my rifle. I chamber one. And I'm looking, and then here comes two big caribou and one little caribou, like a little calf, just cruising by me about 10 yards away, looking at me like, you are about to get 
fucked up. <laughs> and then, but and then they're gone. They're gone. So I'm like, oh crap. So I'm only about 10 yards from that blind spot, roughly. So I start to like take a back pedal step. I don't turn because I whatever is chasing those caribou because they don't usually take off on a full sprint. They'll they'll trot around a lot, but the full sprint like bad out Something of hell. Spooked them. Something's chasing them. Yeah, something's going. So I start the back because you know whatever they came from, something's coming. So don't turn your back to it. So I start the backslide, backslide, just like if you were a boxer and the, a fighter was coming at you, you taking that same step type of deal. And all of a sudden, here comes this brand bill, boop, boop, right where the caribou came out. And at this point, I've gotten back another 10 yards or so before I can kind of hear the, the rocks crumble back. So I know it's about to pop up. I crouch down because I'm hoping it just kind of stays on that path at the caribou. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. It stops and it turns straight to me. It starts running. So I stand up and, hey, hey, bear. Like, just yelling. I'm not yeah. going to yell. Like, I was yelling. Don't do, Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. And at this point, he's about 20 yards, 25 yards away. And he stopped. He's looking, and he's got his head down. That's If you the head's up, that's good, because that's, like, curious. Like, yeah. what is this? Head down, that's the running position. Like, he's still He's thinking, ready to come after you. He's ready to go. Well, I have, I'm videoing this with my phone, because after the <laughs> caribou disappeared, I'm like, something's about to happen. And I'm going to see if I can get this, because I'm expecting a bluff charge. Mm-hmm. And then the bluff charge, I yell at it. It flips around, because you usually do that. Um, that's not, that's not the case. So I'm videoing it, and the next thing you see, it's weight shift, and you see this, and that's it coming. And I'm like, "Don't you fucking do it, man! Don't you fucking do it!" And then about ten yards, I had bringing the gun up and looking back. I probably should have put the round through his pumpkin, but I didn't want to. In Alaska, when you shoot one, um, it's called DLP, Defense of Life and Property, and there was some paperwork involved. It would have messed the guy. At this point, the guy had like two days left to hunt. It would have mm-hmm. took up those two days dealing with the, the fishing game, which you know that's what you do if you have to dispatch one you call it in the fishing game you do everything illegal so it messed up the hunt so i on its head i pull down boom i blow the rock right up in front of its face so all that like stuff throws up in its Mm -hmm. nose luckily it kind of does like a roll spin kind of and flips around and takes off and and it's gone so that that situation was avoided um i'm glad it walked out the way it was because the next shot would have been like at my feet or grip onto the rifle because a lot of times they run through you and then okay. the biggest thing is like holding on holding on to that rifle because they run through you and then they will start the mall type of a deal because they full speed running they, they just can't stop on the dime so they yeah. hit you and at that point your main thing is just like make sure you tuck your chin and have a hold of your rifle thank god I've don't know this from experience it's just, it's just uh, logic and talking to people hey what is it like when you get attacked by a bear so it's like this is what i'm going to do if this happens so luckily he flips around and i that experience didn't happen looking back i mean 10 yards when i when i pull that trigger those bears i mean less than a second he's he's on top of you so oh yeah yeah next time if that situation happens again i'm probably just putting it through his pumpkin because that one wasn't a bluff charge i've I can't even count on my hands and toes how many times, you know, you have the bear and you run a few steps and stop. Run yeah. a few steps and stop. Or he does the gutter or grab rule or snap his jaws, whatever he's doing that given time. This was not the case. He was in that kill mode. He was like, that's a slow caribou standing there. I'm going to eat him. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the runt caribou. He <laughs> doesn't even have any antlers. Nope, and it don't move very fast. So I'm going to eat him today.
Oh, man. So do you get much time in to hunt for yourself? Uh, or are you guiding most of the time? Not a ton. Um, going forward, I'm going to start taking more time to hunt for myself. But uh, So I'm 24. Um, and since I've started this, it's like guide a hunt or hustle so I can start to get ahead. So mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been hustling a lot to get ahead. And now that I'm in somewhat of a position to take a little bit of time off um, for myself, um, I'll start doing so, but before it was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get ahead. I gotta get ahead. So, nice. so what's your, uh, you know, I know you like guiding the doll sheep and stuff like that. What, uh, like, what would you hunt every single year if you could? Uh, brown bear with a bow or doll sheep with a bow. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing the doll sheep with a bow. Like that's one thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always mm-hmm. the guy, like I want to try it with my bow first. I want to mm-hmm. try it with my bow first, but like just the, I mean, I remember hunting uh, Audad, mm-hmm. Barbary sheep, down in New Mexico, and just, it, I mean, it's a, it's a very different climate, but it's similar mm-hmm. t- styles of terrain. It's mountainous, mm-hmm. it's steep, you know, lots of canyons, lots of, you know, lots of climbing, and I just can't imagine getting in close enough on one of those to get it with my bow. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a... That's just wild to me. It's a feat. Like, that's why very few people do it. Now, I'm going to do my first one with a rifle, and I recommend everyone to probably do their first one with a rifle. Now, that's your prerogative. If you're like, no, bow only, that's your call. Um, but I would really like to sneak up in there and accomplish that feat and accomplish it like, with a cameraman would be super cool. So it's like double difficulty. Um, so that... That's something I'm going to do before too long. So if somebody's coming up to Alaska, is there, you know, I know a lot of times, like, somebody will make want to make the most of their trip and, and hunt multiple animals up there. Like, what's mm-hmm. a, like, what would be, like, a good Alaska trip in your mind if somebody wanted to come hunt Alaska for the first time? Like, yeah, for the first time, like, as an icebreaker or just, like, your one and done trip, try to do as much as you can? I'm like, you know, it's like, okay, I've, I'm... I'm gonna hunt Alaska once. I wanna, I, you know, I wanna, I wanna knock it out. Put together a good trip. Uh, you know, get a few animals and uh, get get the full Alaska experience. Mm-hmm. Um, just was. To, I'm gonna make a general statement because I think there's a lot that factors into that. Um, I would say come up through the bricks, do a grizzly bear, do a caribou, um, and do a doll sheep. Um, you need to pick a priority animal, and that's the one you need to focus in because, um, like. Animals live in different spots, um, and you won't you won't be able to do all of them at the exact same time. So it's like figuring out which one. So maybe instead of doing the Brooks Range, maybe you want to do a moose really bad and a mountain goat and a brown bear. Well, that is down on the coast. So you want to plan a hunt on the coast then instead of up in the Brooks. So it's kind of like figure out what you want and then pick an animal the target and then after you get that target animal you know obviously if one comes traipsing by like oh there's a brown bear why I'm moose hunting let's shoot it now and get it out of the way you can go ahead and do that um so it's just, it's all about what the individual wants so awesome man um people wanted to find you online uh find the tv show find all of that stuff where are they looking yeah, so you can just uh, pop on Google and type in my name, Caleb, uh, C-A-L-E-B, 
dot well s t i l l i a n s and also um so me and some business partners we decided uh, i i have a problem with like uh instagram and facebook and a lot of the companies i work with mm-hmm. have a problem with getting shadow banned so you can also we decided we were like well shoot are we gonna keep complaining about people joking us around or we're gonna build our own social media so we built uh jacked um j a KT, um, and it's a social media platform for the outdoor industry. You can also like look me up on there. You find a lot more different content on there. As okay, well. and so uh, what's the what's the, is that J A X T G J A um, K K T J A K T, and yep. is it just uh, Jack dot com? Jack dot com. Yep. Okay, yep, I'll we'll make sure jacked. to I'll make sure to link to that on the show notes page. Um, so this is I always kind of like to end in this way. Say. You know, you're at a show, whatever. Maybe, you know, we got SCI going on. Uh-huh. Maybe you run into somebody outside of SCI. He's like, oh, what's going on? And you're like, oh, it's a hunting, you know, it's a hunting show, da 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 mm-hmm. Oh, man. I've always, you know, like, I've always wanted to go hunting. I've, you know, it's it's always sounds so cool. But, like, I, you know, I grew up in the city. I don't know anyone that hunts. I I don't know. There's, a, there's way too much to learn. It's really intimidating. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. What... What, like, advice would you give someone like that? Or, like, you know, encouragement would you give somebody that's a little overwhelmed by it all? Mm-hmm. Um, we all start somewhere. So it's like picking a start. So if, if, if you outside of the energy, uh, industry, don't start with, okay, I'm going to go to Alaska and hunt. Like, okay, I'm going to go pick up a bow and I'm going to learn how to shoot a bow. I'm going to go pick go to the gun range and shoot a gun. It's like everyone's a beginner at some point in time so it's making the flipping the switch and making the choice like okay i'm gonna start so make yourself a roadmap maybe it's maybe it's two years before you actually go kill an animal before you decide okay i want to go hunting because uh the mountain looks super scary and hard to climb when you're at the bottom looking at the top but it's not so bad if you pick a rock and you go to that rock and you pick another rock and you go to that rock and you just walk your way up so that's what i would tell someone that's a little intimidated it's like just hop in here. The hunting industry is super cool. Everyone, I've, I've met very few assholes in the hunting industry. So just go ask somebody if you need some uh, some advice or if you need some help. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's amazing the community. I mean, just the fact that we, we met is a testament mm-hmm. to that. Because it's like I had, you know, I found out about Laura's era through... Um, several other friends of mine in the in the hunting industry and had her on the podcast and then through her i got into the the knife making stuff and met Mm -hmm. met jeff over at vegas forge and got to give him some love for the awesome Uh you know i mean letting us play with all the cool toys yesterday oh heck yeah um and you know then i was here in town came to visit him and uh met kayla and you Mm -hmm. and um and it's just wild like how that stuff happens and mm-hmm. down the line and here we are having a having a couple of drinks and recording a podcast oh yeah no it's like the water is so tiny and it's just about getting out there and talking to people and you never know what dots you can kind of connect oh absolutely man well i appreciate you taking time sitting down and uh laying one down for us oh no thank you for having me i hope everyone enjoyed it i look forward to seeing them around and rise up and get after it heck yeah All right, y'all, that'll do it for this episode of The Wild Initiative. Make sure to check out the show notes page at thewildinitiative.com. Get links to everything we talked about in today's episode. That'll do it for this week. Looking forward to next time. But until then, I hope this episode inspired you to get involved, get outdoors, and plan your initiative for the wild. 
Thank you for listening to the Wild Initiative. Please take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and head on over to thewildinitiative.com to get show notes, check out the blog, gear discounts, other podcasts from the Wild Initiative family, and more. Miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts, every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.